1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: You don't have to live the way you're living. Feel the way you're feeling. Think the thoughts you're thinking. Say the words that you sometimes say. Other times you're able to discipline yourself and hold it in. Friend, say it to him. You've already said it to others, haven't you? Say it to him. Can you, somebody here's ought to say amen this morning.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. On today's program, Pastor Jack Morris is going to look at the subject of restoration and how a relationship with Jesus can completely change lives and make all things new. Let's go to the message for today, Completely Restored.
2: Now if you'll look in your Bibles at uh, Mark chapter 3 where we read our text just a moment ago at verse 5, you'll see where I got my sermon title. Jesus said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was, what? That's where I got my my title. So sometimes I get some good titles and sometimes I don't. But this is a good one today, completely restored. You see, when Jesus does something, he completes it, doesn't he? He doesn't do anything halfway or two-thirds of the way or even 90% of the way. And he, he makes a full commitment and that's what he expects from us, isn't it? A, a, a complete disciple, completely following the Lord completely restored to a relationship with Jesus. I mean, completely, all the way. And I think of him and his great commitment and how he came from the realms of glory all the way into this world just to find me, just to find you, and to bring to you and me eternal life. And as I said in the opening prayer, where would we have gone to find him? We didn't even know he was out there. But He knew we were here and He came to us and of all things He died on a cross for us taking our sins in His own body on the tree. Completely restored. I just feel so excited today because we're going to come to the altar and observe His broken body and His shed blood and I believe there's going to be restoration here today. God's going to do things that that we had hoped, we had longed for, we had prayed for, and we had wondered perhaps would we ever receive it or get it. Well, it's going to happen today. It's going to happen today. God's going to restore, restore joy that was lost, restore happiness, restore comfort, restore peace. Oh, God, peace that passeth all understanding, peace that transcends this world, that this world doesn't even have a definition for it. He's going to give that back. You had it. Remember when you had it? Remember when you loved everybody? Well, today, through Him, His broken body. Listen, if you come to this table, expect it to happen. Expect it to happen. Begin to live and act and behave like it has happened. And if it comes to this, you come to this table, and it doesn't happen, then you're just your religion is just a form. It's just a ceremony. It isn't the life of Jesus. It's your life. And you're doing it because you've done it all your life. And it became a ritual now. Don't come to this table that way. Come to this table expecting restoration. Complete restoration. Complete new life. God's going to do something beautiful. I can't hardly wait to get up here. (laughs) To this table. And to observe. And to receive. Well. There was a man. Look at chapter 3, verse 1. Another time he, Jesus, went into the synagogue and a man just with a shriveled hand was there. Now notice it says a man. Doesn't give his name. Doesn't tell us anything about him. I don't know whether he's married, whether he has children. It just says a man with a shriveled hand was there in the service. Pharisees were there also. Here's a religious group that I talked about just a moment ago about going to the table and and, and going through the motions but receiving nothing. No increased joy. No increased happiness. No restoration to anything. You had it. You lost it. You came to the table. You didn't get it back. You weren't expecting to get it back. You weren't asking to get it back because you didn't acknowledge you'd lost it. See, when we're transparent with the Lord and we're honest with Him... He'll come through for us every time, every time, without fail. Well, those Pharisees were there also. But for the life of me, they, they weren't there to worship God. They were there just to criticize and to feel that old carnal spirit again. Uneasy, almost glad when it was all over. But in the meantime, they were going to look for something to pick at, get some evidence on Jesus, tear him down end up crucifying him. We're going to remember the crucifixion. But Jesus was also there in the synagogue. Now, I'll tell you, friends, that is a strange mix, isn't it? A man with a withered hand that we know nothing about. Some critical Pharisees who were looking for evidence to crucify Jesus. And finally, they thought they found some evidence, and they did crucify him. And then the Lord of glory was there. You know, there's a strange mix of people that come to church. (laughs) We're a strange lot, aren't we? Some come and they're renewed. They're completely restored. Some come week after week and nothing happens. I wonder why they come back. (laughs) But Jesus is here today. Jesus was in the synagogue. The man recognized that Jesus was in the synagogue. And the man got something from Jesus. Because he recognized who Jesus was. That this is for a reason, this is for a purpose, this Holy Communion, this Sabbath morning. Okay, let's look at it. Here's the man. Now, we can assume that this man believed in prayer because people in the synagogue prayed. We believe, we can assume that he believed in worship because in the synagogue they worshiped, they prayed, they read the scriptures. We can assume that this man had all of this in his heart, and that was his purpose in coming. He came for a purpose. You know, that we read about the purpose-driven life, the purpose-filled life. How about the purpose of going to church life? The purpose of going to the communion table life? Come on, let's go to the communion table with purpose. And we'll, we'll receive from the Lord when we come that way. And here was this man... With all of this, I'm assuming that he had it. It Doesn't say anything about him. Just says he was a man, just perhaps a very ordinary man. But it is doubtful that he anticipated what was going to happen. You know, it was just the Lord's day. It was Saturday. That's when the day they worshipped. He did what he was supposed to do. He went to the synagogue. Doing just what you're supposed to do, going through the motions, just isn't enough. We have to see Jesus in the sanctuary. We've got to kneel down before Jesus, and then we're going to receive the gift of Jesus. I don't know whether this man uh, had all that anticipation or not, uh, but you never know what's going to happen when you come to church, do you? You never know. What would have happened to this man if he had missed the synagogue that morning? He'd have still had a withered hand. Now, tradition says he was a stonemason. Perhaps a big stone fell on his hand because it says it was restored, so it must have been okay at one time. And then he, he lost the use of it. That meant he couldn't provide for his family. He couldn't take care and, and support their needs. And he needed help. And there was no help outside of a miracle. And Jesus was there to give the miracle. But if he had missed that opportunity, what an opportunity he would have missed. He would have lived the rest of his life with a civil hand, a shriveled hand, unemployed, unable. Friend, come to the house of God, pray and worship the Lord daily. Then come with all the people of the Lord and meet Jesus as he desires to meet you. It will be wonderful. It will be new. It will be refreshing and great. Now we are going to watch this man. And we are going to watch more clearly Jesus with this man. Jesus works now with an individual. Do we have some individuals here today? (laughs) Are you an individual? Well reverently with me. Reverently now. Let's watch Jesus with this man, with this individual, because this is how Jesus works with individual. And if you're an individual, this is how Jesus is going to work with you. He's going to do something beautiful and something wonderful when we do what He asks us to do. We're going to watch this. Well, that was the first person we're going to see. The second, the Pharisees. Look at verse 2. Some of them, the Pharisees, were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. (laughs) That's that's sad. That's real sad, isn't it? Just to to see, will he make a mistake? Will he overlook me? Will he not shake my hand or hug me today? Or she won't shake my hand or hug me today? Just looking, and then on the way home, did you notice (laughs) so-and-so? I'm not going to go
1: there. I've already been there. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church Live in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed, and there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, Simply go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. There was Jesus. Look at verse 4.
2: Then Jesus asked them, he asked the Pharisees. Come on, it's on the screen. Let's, Let's read that together. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. You know, I've asked, I've bet i asked if I were a betting person. I don't should use that word up in the pulpit, should I? I bet. But I think I've asked about 12 to 15 questions up here this morning already. Already about peace, about restoration, about love and healing, about the things that God can do, don't remain silent, friend. Start answering those questions inside your heart. Begin to answer them. Come in contact with the Word of God. Let the Word of God come in contact with you. Jesus asked a question, but they remained silent. God can't do anything with people like that. He can't. But if you open up and in all honesty look to the Lord, he'll do something just phenomenal for you. Uh, Jesus was there. And look what he says in verse 5. He looked round at them in anger and deeply distressed. Anger. He came to love you and help you and help me and love me. All that love and all that power of the glory of God is ready to be given. And there it is. God is standing on tiptoe, ready to give. But for some unknown, selfish, pride, arrogant reason, we just block Jesus. And we wait and we wait and we refuse and we refuse. He's a patient God. Patient God. A long-suffering God. He wants to. He wants to. He yearns to. He's here to. Are we here to allow him and to have that wonderful gift given to us? Anger. You know, there are two kinds of anger. Good anger bad anger. Positive anger, constructive anger, negative anger, destructive anger. Now, positive anger is good anger. We need to get angry at some things. You know that? We need to get angry at injustice in this world. And that anger will motivate us and energize us to go out and to do something. We need to get anger at the thoughts and the sins and the habits that have pulled us down and destroyed our happiness. We need to get angry and, and turn to the Lord and confess and repent. And let that anger be a motivation to and an energy to bring us to God, a good anger and a a destructive anger. Jesus had good anger. He looked at those Pharisees. You're willing to do nothing. You're willing to let this man suffer the rest of his life. You're willing to let the world go to hell. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That good anger, Jesus said to the man, stand up. I don't care what they think, how they act. What they believe, what they don't believe. I'm here to love you and help you, sir. And in loving and helping you, I'll love and help your family also. That's good anger. Now, next week, I'm going to go in depth in talking about the anger of the Lord. And good anger and negative anger. I want you to hear that message. I don't have time to do it today. But I want you to know that the Lord is angry at the things that are hurting you. At the habits that are binding you. At anything that is destroying you, he's angry. At you. He loves you, but he doesn't like that that's hurting you. You know why? You're his child, and he's gonna defend his child. He's gonna defend his children. I'm gonna spiritualize here in the closing. He says to this man, Stretch out your hand. First, he said, Stand up in front of everybody. Let this thing be done in the open. Confess in the open. Repent in the open. This thing wasn't done in a corner or under under a shadow. He says to the man, stand up and stretch out your hand. Prompt obedience. That man didn't debate at all. That man knew he needed help. There's some of us, we need help, but we don't seem to know it. We don't seem to, we think if so-and-so were helped, if so-and-so were straightened out, if so-and-so would come to me and repent, if so-and-so, friend, so-and-so is this so-and-so, so-and-so is this, so-and-so. You can't do anything about so-and-so, you can only do something about yourself. And you're waiting for others to repent. But <laughs> well, you carry a selfish attitude. Friend! That's not the way that the Lord wants you to be. He's our Savior, and he cares, and he loves us so so greatly. He said said to this man, stand up. I'm going to do something that's going to bless you and help you, and I I don't care who sees it or knows it. Let the world know about it. It's recorded in the Bible right in front of those Pharisees. That man stood up. He stood up quickly. Friend, don't debate it. Wait to make up your mind. Just, this is his word. man stood up, stretched out his hand, prompt obedience. Now the hand, here, here's the spiritualization of it. The hand in the Bible all, always stands for activities. We reach out, we do things with our hands. What would we do if we didn't have hands? Hands are always active, touching, reaching, holding. Hands are, are active. One place Jesus said in Matthew 18, if your hand offends you, cut it off. In other words, you have some behavior and some action in your life that's going to bring you down and hurt you. And it's better for you to cut your hand off or or cut off some of that behavior that you're you're putting out there. It's it's best to stop it and cut it off. One place Jesus said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Now, he's not talking about mutilating the body. But the eye stands for lust. There are things that we see that we lust that turns us on or turns us off or or we want or or we desire that we shouldn't want or we shouldn't desire. There there, there are those desires that are greater than our desire to love God and serve God. And Jesus said, if you have those kinds of desires, then just pluck it off. If you have those kinds of activities, then cut it off and stop it immediately. There are some things that you have to do, some things that I have to do. Jesus said to the man, there's something, sir, you have to do. What do I have to do? You have to stand up and stretch out your hand and do it in front of everybody. That's what you have to do. If you get what I want you to get, you're going to have to do what I want you to do. How am I doing so far now? (laughs) The man had a withered hand, a shriveled up hand. Jesus had bring it out into the open. I'm going to restore your hand. Today, he's going to restore joy that was lost. I don't know what it is that's hurt your friend. Surely this hasn't been the first hurt that's come into your life. Something has hurt you and now your joy isn't there. Your peace isn't there. But God wants to restore it. And when he restores this, there's going to be other things that are going to come in you. You're still alive. You're still here. There's a lot of people around you. You still have family and friends, and you still have colleagues, and you still have people you know in the workplace. You're going to be hurt over and over and over again in this life. How many times did the Pharisees hurt Jesus before they utterly killed him? But, friend, Jesus is a restorer, he is a keeper. He will open to you his heart of love and put that love in you. He's going to restore relationship. How many marriages that need to be restored? You were in love at one time. You pleased each other at one time. You couldn't wait to see each other at one time. And today, it's just a sort of a Harley speaker, a grunt in the household. (laughs) Am I still doing okay? (laughs) <laughs> He's the restorer of shriveled up, withered away marriages, of withered and shriveled up relationships, and shriveled up joys, and lost happiness. He can restore. You know, there was a story, you heard it so many times, about the prodigal son that went off into a far country. And friend, you don't have to go out there into the world or down into the district. The far country is right here. In my mind and in my thoughts, I can separate myself from a friend, uh, somebody, the pastor. I can separate myself and go into the far country right here. I don't have to do it anywhere else, but right here sitting on a pew. But you know what? The man came to himself. (laughs) That young boy came to himself. He went home. He was restored. You don't have to live the way you're living. Feel the way you're feeling. Think the thoughts you're thinking. Say the words that you sometimes say. Other times you're able to discipline yourself and hold it in. Friend, say it to him. You've already said it to others, haven't you? Say it to him. Can you? Somebody here ought to say amen this morning. Amen. Say it to him. He's the healer. He's the restorer. He's the one that can make everything right and make you whole. Life closing in on you. The quality of life reduced or shriveled up. I'm just not the wife. I'm just not the husband. I'm just not the Christian I used to be. Friend, today's the day when God restores. And when he restores, he completely restores. And when you come to this altar today, you take that bread, his broken body. When you take your drink, remember it's him coming in. His word has come in to restore you, It will restore you. Otherwise, I'll tell you the truth, it'll only be a wafer and some grape juice and you'll go through a mockery motion of dedication and you'll be further from God than when you came to the altar. You better stay away. God is not mocked. Now, come to this altar humbly, repenting, seeking the Lord, confessing, and allow Him to restore you.
1: We hope that today's message, Completely Restored, has blessed you and encouraged your faith in God. If it has, I invite you to email Pastor Morris at contact us at thehealingwordministries.org and share your blessing. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of The Healing Word